It's time for To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington, a power hour of all things Southern Miss. For questions or comments, call 601-261-0898 or pound 981 for C Spire Custom. Now we go live to the studio with Jamie. What's going on? What's happening? How you guys doing? Welcome to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington. I am your host, Jamie Arrington. Broadcasting from the Eagle Broadcasting Studios here in beautiful Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Live on WFR, the score 1400 AM, and WMXI News Radio 98.1. Later tonight, this episode will be up on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Stitcher. So go to the archives, give us a rating and review. If you like the show, tell your friends. If you don't like the show, tell your friends. All right, and with me in the studio, as always, Southern Miss Black Ops tailgate legend, Jason Bailey. Greetings and salutations. How are you? Great. Also in studio with us today is a student from Southern Miss. He is the homecoming director, Jonathan Brent. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on, dude. I don't have a title like that, and I kind of want one. Black Ops Tailgate Legend? Is that not good enough? All right. I forgot. So speaking of Jason, um, I guess kind of Southern Miss related news. This Friday night, you got a special event coming up. Yeah. Well, um, was it two weeks ago? Uh, my dad came in. Well, my dad comes in town for all the games. And my dad plays guitar, sings. He's been doing it for like 40 years. We had him at the Blue Jazz. I uh, had a great time. And the owner down there, Nelson, cool guy. I decided to have him back again. So, yeah, Friday night. Um, live at 5 is going on. But for 7.30 to 10.30 at Blue Jazz, my dad's going to be strumming and uh, picking and grinning. So, come on out. Have a good time. Now, I sent you to send your dad, and he got it. I sent him one of the tracks from the old 1981 Napa Auto Parts oh, Southern yeah. Miss album. Has he made any progress with learning that yet? I doubt it. Well, he's still got two days. <laughs> <laughs> Wayne, if you're listening, you still got two days. Figure it out. I may or may not have got that to him. He told me he heard it. Oh, good. Okay. I'll send it again. <laughs> uh, it was also announced this week that they're bringing back Eagle Palooza this year. It's going to be October 27th. B.O.B., the headlining act this year. Any thoughts on that, J.B.? Uh, yeah. You kids have fun. Oh, I got who, two J.B.'s. JB? Yeah. Oh. Okay, well, I'm going to go. Uh, I don't know who it is, but I hope it's awesome. If you, heard, it, if you heard him, you would know who it was. Okay. Yeah, he's got a bunch of top 10 songs out um, that act was actually announced at our homecoming event at Reed Green this Monday. We're real excited about that. Um, weekend of the big return rivalry game versus UAB, so hopefully that'll be an exciting weekend with a dub. Awesome. Also, this week, we got a new basketball commit, Gabe Watson. He is a guard from St. Joe's in Madison, Mississippi. He had a couple of different offers. Go to Twitter, search for him, find his video. He made like a commitment video. It was pretty good stuff. So, seems like a very athletic guard. And, um, you know, we can never have enough enough athletic guards here at Southern Miss in basketball. Well, kind of had a wacky, wacky Saturday. Cleaning up around the house, getting ready for Hurricane Nate. And then uh, we go to UTSA, mm-hmm. and before the game, we got a little announcement that Quadre Griggs would not be starting. Yeah, shocker! It was a shocker. I mean, I I mean, I didn't really know he had been hurt, you know, until it was announced on Twitter. Um, but that being said, Key came in, and and uh, for lack of a better term, he he came and took it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did. Well, I mean, look, these guys are, in my opinion, like pretty. Evenly talented, same exact skill set almost. Uh, Key with a little bit bigger body. Maybe you want to run him a little bit more, which is great since Dawson loves to run the quarterbacks. Um, so in my opinion, it might just be whoever has the hot hand. Um, 
Quadra has looked great, and Quadra looked is kind of poor, and Key's done the same exact thing. So I don't care who – I don't care if we run, you know, Ito out of the Wildcat 100% of the time. I just want the W at the end of the day. So um, let's just ride the hot hand as long as we got it. And the great, the great thing is we have a capable backup right behind whoever starts. Absolutely. Didn't have that luxury last year at all. No, sure sure didn't. Well, I mean, you kind of had uh, Parker Adamson, but, I mean, he got hurt right away. So it was just kind of a uh, – Then Tez came in. Then Tez came in, yeah. <laughs> that was a mess. Yeah. But hopefully all you guys out there listening to To the Top Talk made it through the weekend okay. Hurricane Nate came through the Mississippi Gulf Coast, Alabama, Florida, all that jazz, a little bit of Louisiana. So hopefully you guys uh, got your power back on now. I'm not positive that it came through my driveway. I don't think it did. Uh, we I, got, I we, think it know, turned right, right before. We moved all the patio stuff up under the overhang we got back there and all that and, and went and bought the water and got 20 pounds of ice ready to go. And then I woke up the next morning and I was not positive that it even rained. Well, you know, like that hurricane was running so fast that it didn't get to fully circulate like they normally do. So when it hit land, it didn't have the moisture on the the uh, west side of the of the storm. Yeah, the millibars were just all out of whack. Yeah. So, I mean, when it got to the coast, it took a sharp turn to the east. So, I mean, there were areas, you know, George County got hit, had mm-hmm. some power outages, but I don't even think it even rained the rest of the night after the Southern Miss game. Which is great. Yeah. All right. So, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about Southern Miss and UTSA. Come right back to us right here on To the Top. Talk. Welcome back to To The Top Talk. Jamie Arrington here in studio with Jason Bailey and Jonathan Brent. Jason trying to rig his earphones there. All right, so Southern Miss and UTSA. This Well, before we say that, we just had a nice little vis- uh, visitor pop yeah. in. Car Shannon, the legend. Car came bearing gifts. Car's awesome, man. Uh, got it, a, uh, what is this, like a dry fit workout? I got to work out more. So I, I got to work out more too, so I can dude. Fill this I got to I got to TJ slaughter this thing, um, <laughs> we, and we didn't get to really talk about it much last week. But it was really awesome to see those '97 guys at the North Texas game. Yeah, well, I wish I could still see some of them in the lineup. Goodness yeah. gracious, my God, yeah, no kidding. I mean, you know, like the season never ends and all that, but man, those guys, they, it's, like, it's like they've gone to the Car Shannon School of Workout. <laughs> So let's get to the game this past weekend. Southern Miss, UTSA. I think by, by the time that, that kickoff happened, Southern Miss was a 10-point uh, underdog. But uh, they, they came through, winning the game 31-29 to in San Antonio while S- South Mississippi was getting teased by Hurricane Nate. What did we learn this week, Jason? Number one, kick it off for us. What we learned, uh, having a bye week to prepare doesn't always help. That's correct. UTSA falls 31 to 29 to Southern Miss after having a bye week the week before, just like we had uh, as we fell to North Texas yeah. last week. And also, I think Louisiana Monroe had a two week bye before our game with that game against Florida State being canceled a few weeks ago. Huh. There you go. So, That's true. I mean, I think it has a little more weight in the pros, but I don't know that the bye week necessarily has a lot of weight in college. I mean, because you think about how many teams have their bye before they play Alabama. Yeah. Well, that's, that's true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number two. Number two, we may have a quarterback controversy. 
we may have a quarterback controversy. That is correct. So as we talked about a little while ago, quarterback Quadre Griggs was a little banged up with an injury to his left hand, left wrist, and did not play. Keon Howard got the opportunity to start and made the most of it, going 15 for 20 for 212 yards and three touchdowns. Also had 10 carries for 60 yards with a long of 32. Only had one turnover. Uh, that was a fumble in the second half. Uh, and that is his first win in his career as the, a starter. You know, and and I'll tell you what else he has. He has some moxie on the sidelines. You know, whenever the uh, TV cameras would pan down to the sideline, uh, after he had come out of the game, you saw him going around, you know, and uh, patting guys on the butt and just high fives and just pumping people up and just being a leader on the sideline. And um, which also, you know what? I really liked watching the game on that stadium. You know about well, you? if you'll just read the notes, we're going to get to that in a oh. minute. <laughs> I did a little prep. <laughs> um, so, like we're saying, Quadra and Keon, you know, I think it's a good situation to be in having two quarterbacks, like we said last year. But just a couple of stats that kind of caught my eye. I kind of have a little comparison chart here on, you know, how, how they've done thus far this season. Uh, you know, Quadre, 66 for 123. That's a completion percentage of 53%. But Keon, 27 for 43. That's a completion percentage. Completion percentage of 62%. Yards per attempt, Quadre, 7.73 yards per attempt. Keon, 8.61. Uh, quarterback rating, Quadre, 138.4. Keon, 158.1. So, uh, Quadre obviously has the the passing yards, the touchdowns, uh, one interception. Um, but, uh, you know, when you, when you go by game, by game stats, Keon kind of matches up nicely, even with the rough game he had against Kentucky, and kind of the milquetoast second half he had against Southern. Yeah, well, you know, and like we were talking about earlier, uh, Quadra had no business throwing 42 passes uh, the week before, in my opinion. So that affected his stats a little bit. Um, and Keon is a pretty small sample size. No 27-43. You couldn't do much better, 63%. Um, so, yeah, he had a great game. And um, I hope he has another one. <laughs> yeah, it'll be, uh, it'll be interesting to see how he builds on that. I don't think, you know, judging by – what the coaches said this week, I'm not sure that Quadra is going to be ready, to, 100% ready to go. What happened to his hand? Uh, it got banged up in that North Texas game. And it's his left hand. It's not his throwing hand. Yeah. Do um, you have class with these guys or anything? I do not. <laughs> well, I think we're fine either way we go. It'll be interesting to see how the rest of the season plays out. But I think Keon – Definitely made his mark this weekend, and 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 you know if he keeps playing like that, he could have a, uh, a hold on the position. I'll tell you this: I, I I got I think I got a little bit too high on Quadra too quick. So oh, sure, uh, I think I'm going to be patient with this Keon. Th- I mean, I hope that, I hope he does great. I hope he's the next Austin Davis. You got to keep an even uh, keel. I, I just kind of yeah. felt like I like I said when we were talking earlier. I think Quadra has a higher floor, but Keon has a higher ceiling. I'll go along with that. Um, but I think either way we go, I think we're in better shape than we've been in a, in the past after losing a four-year starter at quarterback. All right, the next one, number three. It would be good – it would be odd for Ito not to have an Ito day. Ito, 17 carries for 178 yards. That's averaging 10.8 yards per um, carry. Had one TD, two receptions for 12 yards, 19 touches on the game. The 89-yard touchdown run in the second half was the longest in school history. He also was named the Conference USA Offensive Player of the Week. Well, you know, in looking at the stats, 17 carries, 
It doesn't seem like a lot of carries, right? It's really not a whole lot of carries. I mean, you'd like to think Ito is like 25 to 30, at least 25 to 30 touches. Well, then you got to factor in that 89 yard. I mean, if he doesn't take it to the house right there on the very first play, let's say that drive goes six minutes, he might touch it 11 more times on that drive. Same with so, the flea flicker. Yeah, oh, yeah flea flicker, absolutely. same exact thing. So, you know, um, you can't really <laughs> – so it doesn't look like you got enough carries, and the game was close. But I think you take that into account, and obviously Ito was a huge part of the plan, and just like you said, he's he's got to be that way. I'm, you know, I'll take if he can get 178 yards on 17 carries, you can hold him 17 carries because if he gets starts getting 20 to 30 carries, that's more times he's going to get hit. Uh, so if he can do 10 yards a carry each time, I'm <laughs> perfectly fine with that. All right, what's next? It's great having Drake Dorbeck back. Left tackle Drake Dorbeck returned to the offensive line and helped pave the way for 290 yards on the ground, giving up as the line only gave up one sack and one quarterback hurry. With him coming back and playing the left tackle position, it, it enables us to move some guys around, and it seemed like we found a pretty solid lo- rotation on that line with Dorbeck playing the left tackle. They moved uh, Ty Pollard to right guard and Jerry Harris to right tackle, and we were able to pave a little more – I mean – UTSA has had a good year up front, mm-hmm. and we just moved them off the ball every time we ran it. Right. Well, and we hadn't seen Dorbeck since, what, like the very first quarter of the of Kentucky, Kentucky game? game, correct. Um, so, yeah, it was great. I can't, Honestly, I can't believe, after coming back uh, from that injury, I can't believe he came back that quickly. Uh, but we, I think, I think that was a game that we almost had to win, and we probably really needed him to have the best chance that we could of winning. So he might have been the difference. You never know. All right, what's next? Next, we have plays designed for the tight end. Yay! Keon Howard hit Jay Sean Washington for a 32-yard touchdown score. That was the first score of the game. Washington finished with two catches for 52 yards. He was named by the by the uh, coaching staff the offensive player of the week for Southern Miss. So congratulations to him. I'm still not sure that uh, Allen, Julian Allen is 100%. But it's good to see Washington get in the mix. He, he's very capable as well. Yeah. Well, either way, but you know, that, it, it just seems like such. It seems like we have two weapons that go unused for the most part, and it's nice to see him get involved in the game plan. In All right. Eyes. What's next? <clears throat> next defense improved, but still has some work to do. You know, they held uh, UTSA's stud running back, the guy that he ran all over us last year, Jalen Rhodes, to 28 yards on 14 attempts. You know, that being said. We did have some lapses there at the end of the game, uh, particularly on those two Marquez McNair touchdowns mm-hmm. uh, and the blown coverage there in the end zone. So hopefully that can be corrected. But but all in all, I thought the defense bounced back in a, in a good way. Paxton Shrimpshire kind of filled in at the middle linebacker spot for Sherrod Ruff, and he he really had an outstanding day in that position. So he was everywhere. He was everywhere. And he if you watch that, there's a video that Southern has put out. Uh, the sights and sounds from UTSA, and everybody's down, and he's kind of giving a pep talk. Right, yeah. Well, I didn't know he was that kind of leader. Uh, I didn't either. Kind of like with Keon, you know. I mean, and, and this is this is how teams grow during a football season. Um, you have different guys step up. You have different guys, um, you know, pick you up when you're down. And it's nice to see him, yeah, in that scrum, kind of like Drew Brees style, just going around, pointing at the guys, getting them fired up. And we're going to be able to see him. This is just his second year to uh his second, he saw his two more years of eligibility after this, right? Yeah, yes. So you got a guy, you know, basically a sophomore, kind of standing up and leading the way like that, and also on the field. Right. He's everywhere. I mean, flashes of Marchant Kenny. Oh, yeah. You know? Um, so maybe the next, you know, linebacker in Southern Miss lore. 
All right, what's next? Next. Oh, here we go. Stadium is the wave of the future, and we're cool with that. No commercials, no high-resource file propaganda. They had some issues. I think the announcer called us SMU, but he apologized. But, yeah, well, the great Jay thing Hopkins. was, I mean, yeah, it, they did. But then, you know, the, the fan they kept going back to the, the feed from the fans, and he was like, okay, looks like I messed up here. I called him SMU. That was <laughs> right, my bad. Right, yeah. So immediately, you hadn't got to yell at your TV. You can literally thumb it out. We didn't have to listen awesome. for a whole quarter about how what Alabama was doing that week or the next week. It was re- it was nice just for them to concentrate on the two teams that were playing. Yeah, it wasn't an ex coach of the opponent that we're playing. It may have been. No, remember remember when like Bill Curry used to be the guy for Alabama. Like oh yeah, yeah 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 <laughs> yeah. I don't I yeah I don't know who those guys were. The other but night. yeah, no, it was a it was basically a TV game where we didn't ever have to like wait for the guy in the red hat. Yeah. Awesome. I, I'm I'm for it, and I think with the way these TV contracts are going, uh, streaming and, and services like Stadium are kind of going to be the wave of the future. And the game this weekend is going to be on Stadium. It won't be on Facebook Stadium, but Stadium has an app. A couple of TV, local channels are going to pick it up as well. So Yeah, I have to learn how to do all this, and I'm okay at it. But most yeah. of the time, I just have to call you, and you're like, no, 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 do it this way. Well, I'm just <laughs> glad my gran- grandfather's not around because this would not go well. <laughs> he would have a fit. I'm still having to explain to people how to use the, the app to get our podcast. So this is like next level from that. All right. So let's move on. What we need to work on. What's first? What we need to work on. Time of possession. Second game in a row. We've kind of gotten blown out with time of possession. UTSA ran 76 plays for 36-33. Southern Miss 51 plays for 23-53. So I kind of think that, you know, when you're scoring as quick as we did, I mean, we had three scores back to on three offensive plays back to back. You know, time of possession wasn't as big of a factor this week, but that may have contributed to the defense kind of slacking up there a little bit there at the end. Yeah, well, and holding their running back to what you say, like twenty eight yards. Uh, um, we we him to twenty eight yards. Yeah, fourteen you know, attempts. Well, those things kind of go hand in hand. Then you add in like an eighty nine yard run. So, yeah, I mean, time of possession. It it's one of those things you always feel like you can look at at the end of the game, kind of like in baseball. If you walked, you know, more than the other team walked, then you might lose. Uh, well, it just, it just never seems to pan out for us. Remember last year we had a statistical anomaly of the entire year. You're right. Maybe this is going to be the thing this year. I don't know. All right, what's next? Next, turnovers. Turnover margin, and we were one for two of the night. They recovered two of our fumbles. We had one interception courtesy of Curtis Michael in the end zone. Kind of a bounce-back game for him. So, again, we lost the time of possession. We lost the turnover margin. Usually those things are crucial, but we still played well enough to win the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Curtis, I mean, he could not have. Well, hey, first of all, like, what about the uh, was that Draper that tackled him on that uh, on that interception? Yep. He was going to take it to the house, and just Draper just straight up. <laughs> no, I mean, he didn't mean to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just but, trying uh, to block. But yeah, I, I watched the press conference with Pecoraro, and um, I think they had I think they had some fun with it in the uh, film room after the game. All right, what's next? <laughs> next, uh, place kicking. Parker Schoenfeld, one for two on field goals, missing one from 32 yards out. Also bounced an extra point off the upright. I mean, those things are going to happen, but the missed field goal and the bounced extra point off the upright were back-to-back, so you kind of were sitting there going like, all right, is everything okay in the place? Yeah, it might be time to cut the hair. He was (laughs) – no, I say no. I think it's time to keep it growing. Uh, That may be the problem. It's not long enough. (laughs) All right, what's next? Next, uh, surviving success. And back to Parker, I think we'll be fine. I think he'll be fine, but, you know – hopefully they can get that sorted out surviving success that's something we traditionally have struggled with you know again it goes back to keeping an even keel you know a big win like that over a game that we were you know a touchdown and a half underdog to come out and win that and then we got a team that's coming to the rock that's zero and six you know 
And this is something that we've struggled with some in the past. So hopefully we can come out, keep the party going, and dominate. Other notes from this game, special teams player of the week, Duncan Sparks. Corey Robertson now, I had this stat last week. I can't remember if I said it on the Facebook Live or on the show, but Corey Robertson has at least one touchdown in every other game this season. He had two every other game, so I was hoping he'd get two the other night. Didn't happen. He still got one, so he has at least one touchdown in every other game. So don't look for Corey Robertson to score this week. <laughs> Next week, he'll be back in the end zone. Uniforms, we wore the black helmet with a gold stripe down the middle and the traditional Southern Miss football logo on the side, white pants, and a white jersey. This weekend, we're going to change it up a little bit again. Love it. We're going to talk it. about that. We're going to talk about UTEP. We're going to talk about homecoming, all that and more right here on To The Top Talk. You guys come right back to us. Welcome back to To The Top Talk. Jamie Arrington here in studio with Southern Miss Black Ops tailgate legend Jason Bailey. Also in studio, student Southern Miss. He is the homecoming director, Jonathan Brent. So, Jonathan, tell us a little bit about how homecoming shakes out for the students this week. Absolutely. Um, so, I'm trying to give a little perspective from a student's um, state of mind for this week as opposed to somebody just coming down for the, for the game Saturday, um, if you are. Shameless plug, pre- a little early here, coming out to the parade, 11 o'clock, downtown, Midtown Market. Um, so, yeah, this whole week is a huge week for students. Um, campus atmosphere is awesome this week. We love it. We're all in. Um, we have an event every night, so some kind of competition. Monday night we had a big dance competition at Reed Green with 1,500 students at Reed Green, so that was a rare but cool sight to see. Maybe it'll happen come this wintertime. Um, Doc Fowler <laughs> and Picasso and uh, George Payne all came and spoke at that, so that was awesome. Um, this past night we had a little karaoke challenge at the rock end zone that was really cool nice location today we did a service project where um a local food shelter brought twenty four thousand pounds of potatoes that we had to bag um give out to the community so that was really cool um and the next two are all southern miss trivia based tomorrow we have a huge kind of amazing race um southern miss themed version of that where they're running around campus um and you get the pain center doing challenges stuff like that and then on friday we have a tradition called the fountain sit which i don't know if many people know of but it's a ton of current students um favorite tradition here at southern miss they sit in the fountain from 1 o'clock till 5, 6, 7. It's gone to midnight a couple of years, I think. We had to trim that one down and just answer some of those trivia questions. Um, sometimes it's point blank, cold turkey. Sometimes it's multiple choice. Sometimes you have to find the answer on a ping pong ball that's in the fountain. Um, but we have nurses out there that check the temperature. Some people have to get kicked out due to their um, possible risk of hypothermia in there. Um, so we're really pumped about that. Um, huge week. Everything throughout the week, you, get, you have a hashtag. So I'm in a Waldo-looking shirt right now. So today was Where's Waldo Wednesday. So I had to take a picture with me or the SGA people on my committee. Um, and everything's worth points. So the floats you'll see on Saturday, the parade, um, little segments for each team. Um, any organization signed up to be on teams, and then we divide them up, kind of like a little draft fancy board, um, but with students. Um, and each team gets points throughout the whole week, and the teams um, with the most points get announced at the end of the third quarter this Saturday. So if anybody ever wonders what that is. Well, and you have a, you know, you're on the student advisory committee? I am. You guys kind of had a new idea. We've had, you know, it's been a, a problem certain times in the past, but it seems lately like it's been a bigger problem keeping students at the game. You guys have something going on this weekend to try to remedy that. 
Yeah, we do. Um, we actually, over the summer, formed the committee. Um, the idea was brought to me by Stephen Pugh, as well as our SGA president. Um, kind of formed that committee, had our first meeting last week that went great. Um, a bunch of students that are real passionate, care a ton about Southern Miss Athletics, just tossed around ideas for two hours. And that was one of the few that we tossed around. Um, the idea, you may have seen it on Southern, Southern Miss uh, social media today. Um, we're going to do a drawing for the students that stay until um, the fourth quarter. They're going to check the students who scan their IDs in. That's how you get in if you're a student. Um, the f- student possible students coming to Southern Miss, all athletic events are free. All you do is scan your ID. Shameless plug there. <laughs> um, but they have those IDs, and they, they'll call out a couple names in the fourth quarter here Saturday, and hopefully some people will stay to in and get those prizes. That's awesome. That's terrific. I want a prize. I think I've still got my ID. I mean, it doesn't work, Ooh. but it's Vegas gold, so they probably won't take it. I wonder if our IDs even had the code striper thing on it. You may can just give them your number. That might work. Yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe. We'll see. I don't know if they did or not. I don't know. I got it somewhere. I just remember the I, – I just know the building that I went to to get it. And then you had – oh, I had to have a sticker on mine. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I had to have a sticker, sticker. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, saw yeah. Do a sticker? Okay. Yeah. All right, so let's talk about homecoming a little bit. Let's just go down through the week. Like Jonathan mentioned, Thursday, tomorrow, 5.30 p.m., the Golden Race at Student Park. Participants must arrive, arrive at 5 p.m. It's kind of like, what would you say, the Amazing Race? Yep. That's kind of cool. So, and then on Friday at uh, October 13th at 11.30 a.m., the Friday, the football Friday luncheon returns to Mugshots. Head coach Jay Hobson will be there for a, a little pregame chat. And he may not be. They say he's going to be there. He may not be there. It's, they've had different coaches every time. Fake Jay? Maybe Fake Jay will be there. <laughs> then uh, Friday from 1 to 5, the Fountain Sit, like Jonathan mentioned. 4 p.m., Southern Miss Women's Soccer will be taking on Old Dominion at the Southern Miss Track and Field and Soccer Complex. Then at 6.30 Friday night, the Southern Miss Alumni Hall of Fame Banquet and Induction Ceremony at the Thad Cochran Center Ballroom. The Southern Miss Alumni Association will induct seven outstanding alumni into the Hall of Fame. Then from 7 to 10, Friday night at the Fountain at the Centennial Green, which is the uh, – the, uh, that's like the graveyard for the old commons, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Actually, that um, we changed that location this year due to budget cuts. That's actually going to be a part of Lob at 5 downtown on Friday night. Oh, wow. So we'll have the court, Dixie Darling, shoe out there as well. So that's a new addition we're excited about that we uh, got to partner with Toby Barker um, with. So we're excited about that. And immediately following, you can go to Blue Jazz, where my dad will be playing guitar. There you <laughs> go. And hopefully he learns the song. <laughs> Wayne learned that song. Uh, so, Live at Five, there in, um, what's that called, Town Square Park? Yep. yep. That, that's always a good time. If you've never been to Live at Five, you should at least go for that. Then on Saturday, 8.30 a.m., the 22nd Annual Homecoming 5K Eagle Run, hosted by the Athletic Training Club and the School of Kinesiology at Pride Field. It will take check in is at 7:30 a.m. with the race beginning at 8:30 a.m. Then the homecoming parade at 11 a.m. You say it starts in Midtown. Sure does. Right by Starbucks. Right by Starbucks. The grand. So I I know if I need if I need to go anywhere I got to take a different route to leave my house. Exactly. Um, <laughs> the grand marshal for the homecoming parade is who? Adelius Thomas. Adelius Thomas. That's awesome. I I saw him last week and I didn't it didn't register at first. He had like a bucket hat on and then I was like. Oh, yeah, it was a day, a day, day. So he's going to be the Grand Marshal. Get to see him. Maybe he'll bring his Super Bowl ring with him. Then at 4 p.m., Eagle Walk in the traditional Eagle Walk route. And then at 4.15, the WSM Concert Series featuring the Devil's Music Company. Is that still taking place? Centennial Green? Yes. Awesome. Devil's Music Company, always up for the best of the Pine Belt. Great little local band, so now, that's cool. Now when you say the parade starts at Midtown Market, I saw Toby building his float outside of City Hall. 
So this thing doesn't go from midtown all the way downtown. No, no, no. Toby, um, Toby and Betsy Mercer are putting that float together for the city spirit um, for the week. They will. Um, they talked about bringing it and putting it in the parade on their city of Hasbrook float. So that'd be cool. Um, but all the other floats will be on there for all the teams. And so that will start, like I said, from Starbucks going to passing through the construction for the district at Midtown and then mm-hmm. pulling into the front of campus where the okay. lawn displays will be um, kind of by the dome. Awesome. Well, Jason, uh, okay, let's just cut right into the game. we got about a minute left here. So this weekend at 6 o'clock, following all those homecoming events, homecoming itself, Southern Miss, 3-2 and two in the year, 1-1 one one in Conference USA, will be taking on the University of Texas El Paso, 0-6 on the year, 0-2 in Conference USA. That's at M.M. Roberts Stadium here in Hattiesburg at The Rock. As of right now, the line, Southern Miss, is favored by 23 points. Ooh. It will be televised on Stadium. Same as last week, just not on Facebook, the Stadium app. You, I actually downloaded it to my, to my smartphone, so if you want to. You want to do that as well. It will be on a few local channels, so check the local listings for that. All-time Southern Miss leads the series 5-4. to four. The last meeting last year, September 27, 2017, Southern Miss defeated UTEP 34-7. to seven. UTEP had a running back by the name of Aaron Jones who showed out this week for the Packers. So, hey, peel the, peel the logos off that helmet. Like I said, it is homecoming. It is also Letter Winners Day. So if you are a letter winner, you, uh, you have to get in touch with – I didn't make the notes on this, but you have to get in touch with somebody in the athletic department and you get two free tickets to the game. Come back and uh, you'll also be honored at halftime as well. And I think breast cancer survivors get two free tickets. Yeah, I'm looking at it right here. What an idiot. Yeah, contact <laughs> Eric Beatty at uh, eric.beatty, B-E-A-T-T-Y at usm.edu for the letter winners and for the breast cancer awareness. If you uh, are a breast cancer survivor, you can contact Ellen Holbrook at 601-288-1700. All right, so we're going to get into this game when we come back right here on To the Top. Talk. Welcome back to To the Top Talk. Jamie Arrington, Jason Bailey, Jonathan Brent here in studio talking Southern Miss versus UTEP this weekend. Got a little bit here. So let's let's break this game down a little bit. Tom Petty style. Honor of the great Tom Petty. For the seniors this weekend, I hope they I hope they enjoy their last dance for homecoming at the Rock. Good one. Let's hope that the penalty flags aren't free falling from the referees' pockets. If the refs do blow a call, hopefully Hop tells them. Don't do me like that. <laughs> oh goodness! If UTEP, if UTEP uh, does happen to score a touchdown, well, you got lucky, babe. The thing I hate most about homecoming week, the waiting is the hardest part. Dear Mike Price, don't come around here no more. Did you see the homecoming queen? She was an American girl. You know, I think our defensive line is going to be in the backfield all game. But if UTEP's quarterback does have time to throw, I sure hope there's not a. Breakdown in the secondary. Uh, if you have any complaints with that, Jason Bailey wrote all of those. You didn't. Last dance with Mary Jane. That one's that one's not in there. That's I my, got a last uh, dance. The very first thing you read it. Oh uh, well, yeah, last dance. I didn't throw the Mary Jane the in Mary, there. Okay, this is a family broadcast. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so Southern Miss versus UTEP this weekend. You guys remember when we played UTEP here at the Rock last time? Two years ago? Halloween game. Halloween game. Southern Miss wore their black jerseys. UTEP wore their orange. And in the second half, there was a tornado warning. Right. 
and shut it, shut the business down for a while. I think we went like 34 to 13, maybe. You know, I remember when that tornado happened, uh, where we sit in the stadium, um, if you map request that or whatever, is exactly one mile from my house. And I was thinking to myself, oh, my God, the door is going to blow open and our dog's going to run away. So we'd start, me and my wife start taking off running. You get to Southern Hall, the rain is going sideways. The National Guard guys are like opening up the door, waving us in. We go in there and wait it out a little while, finally get back to the house. Everything's fine. Did not get back to the game, but watched it on TV. And the 19 fans that went back to it watched that. And I think, Jonathan, you said like we clinched a bowl. I think that was the first time yeah. we clinched a bowl yeah. game since, uh, yeah, what's his name became our coach? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's a couple of key players for UTEP. Their quarterback, Zach Greenlee, I think he's been there for a few years. On the year, he's 35 for 60, 347 yards, three TDs, one INT. They're running back, Quadreus uh, Wadley, um, 54 carries, 271 yards, one TD on the year. But he's questionable. He got banged up last week. Kevin Dove got the lion's share of the carries uh, after he was injured in the second. Uh, the wide receiver, Tyler Batson, 13 receptions, 160 yards, one TD. He only had one reception last week. And they've got a pretty solid linebacker in Alvin Jones. Now, we talk about surviving success, and hopefully it won't be too difficult. Look at a couple of these stats. Points per game. Southern Miss, 29.8 points per game. UTEP averaging 14.3 points allowed per game. Southern Miss averaging 22.6. UTEP averaging 40.2. So, with Southern Miss averaging 29.8 points per game and UTEP giving up 40.2, and UTEP averaging 14.3 points per game and Southern Miss giving up 22.6, it kind of seems like the odds are in Southern Miss's favor, and that's why they're such a heavy favorite in this game. Let me ask you this. If Western Kentucky was coming to the Rock this weekend, would you be a little concerned? I mean, I'm kind of to the point now where whoever we play, I'm a little concerned. Yeah. Well, my point being, you know, Western Kentucky squeaked out a victory over UTEP 15 to 14. Absolutely. I so, mean, you know, all these stats, it really, I'm kind of like you, I guess. It scares me more than anything because on paper, Vegas can't be that wrong, right? They were last week in the Oklahoma they have been game. The past but, two, they have been the past yeah. two weeks in our games. But, you know, <laughs> they the last week, the big difference in the game last week, they have an interim head coach, Mike Price, their old head coach. Sean Kugler, their former head coach, resigned on October 1st. I was talking with a Western Kentucky fan the other day, and um, I don't think Western is all there were cracked up to be this season. Man, they lost a lot. They have a different scheme. Uh, that being said, for, for UTEP to be 0-5 at that point and to go in there, and, and I mean, it was a really, really close game, and to pull that out. You know they they could be a little sneaky in this in this uh, game. This All weekend. All it takes is a, a couple unfortunate fumbles on our part, and then to hit a couple bombs because we play press coverage all the time, right? And all of, I mean, and that that could swing it pretty quick. I mean, all that being said, yeah, I'm ninety nine point nine percent sure we're going to roll. Yeah, I'm just saying that uh, nothing is set in stone. Stranger things have happened. Before. If we don't come out and play the game, we can kind of play. Then the chances of leaving a minute at the end are you know. I, I think there. I don't know if we're going to win by twenty three just because of the game flow, but I mean I think the guys have a bad taste in their mouth from the UNT game, and I fully expect them to come in there and dominate. You know, you talk about them lighting them up that when your quarterback only has three hundred and forty seven yards on the year, and that's after six games. That's it, not a lot. It's going to be hard for them to light it up. Um, let's look at got a few seconds left in this break. Conference USA, real quick. A couple of games last week of interest. 
Um, UAB defeated Louisiana Tech 23-22. to <laughs> Oh, Louisiana Technical. I feel so bad. Middle Tennessee, 37, FIU 17. That knocked uh, FIU out of their unbeaten conference streak. Marshall, 14, Charlotte 3. FAU 58, ODU 28. Army 49, Rice 12. Army's working on securing that Armed Forces Bowl bid. And Western Kentucky, like we said, 15 to 14 over UTEP. All right, so we've got one last break, and then we're going to come back and shut it down. So come back with us. Talking more Southern Miss right here on To the Top. Talk. To the top talk. Let's shut it down. What do you say? Special thanks to our guest, Jonathan Brent. You can follow him on Twitter at Jonathan LeBrent. Is that right, Jonathan? I don't worry. You French? <laughs> you can follow us on Twitter at To the Top Talk. You can follow me at Jamie underscore Arrington and Jason at Bumper J Bailey. Facebook as well, To the Top Talk, Jamie Arrington Comedy. Next week, we're going to re- recap Homecoming. And Jason will be holding it down by himself. Oh, that's right. I gotta find me a guest. Oh, I got a guest. I got, oh. I, I got a guy coming in. Great from the uh, ticket office, Chris Adams. Awesome. You're on the clock. You're on the clock. Uh, I've got a prior engagement, but I will be back the following week. That being said, on the podcast, we'll definitely have some of the content from the game this weekend. Um, I was chatting with Jonathan before the show. He's a little bit of a of a DFS guy like me. Plays daily fantasy, and. I want to talk about some of the Southern Miss guys in the NFL. We don't have a whole lot of time, but I will say this. I think that Jalen Richard is is a sneaky, sneaky play this weekend against the Chargers. Those PPR running backs against the Chargers have been racking up this year. I, I would agree. Hope he breaks out for another touchdown. Like Who's the quarterback for the Raiders this week? Carr. Oh, he's back. Well, he's questionable, but at least it's, it's probable. Who do I play, Carr or Alex Smith? Um, I might would. You're on the record. That's a tough one because I don't think that Pittsburgh's defense is all that, but I think it's going to be a Kareem Hunt game. Uh, that being said, he catches passes too. He catches passes too. I mean, Alex Smith's been hot if you want to ride the hot hand, but uh, I don't necessarily think that the Chargers, the Chargers have some, you know, they're going to be dangerous in some spots. Anyways, we'll talk after the show. Jonathan, Thanks for coming in, dude. Do you have any any final thoughts out there for the Southern Miss fans and indoor students? Yes, absolutely. First of all, just thank you all so much for having me. It was a great time. Looking forward to a big homecoming week this Saturday. I want to invite everybody to come out to the parade one more time. Um, 11 o'clock on Saturday at the Midtown Market, um, leading into campus. Looking for a big win, number four. Awesome, awesome. Jason, you focused, motivated, ready to go for this weekend? I am, man. I got the, uh, well, I haven't got the chicken yet, but I got it in my mind. And I'm going to start marinate that the, the night before. Um, I think I'm going to take the all day off of work on Friday. So uh, everything will be ready to go. I'm bringing the grill out. Of course, we'll have the cornhole boards ready to go. And, uh, you know, me and Joseph have to uh, we have to um, uh, play somebody else in cornhole because we beat everybody last time. So <laughs> hold mom, the phone, uh, my mom's coming, so you can maybe can sh- uh, she can take you to school. My with mom's that. coming. Uh-oh. Yeah, I could get the crazy. The moms can throw down. <laughs> if you guys see us, if you guys see us walking around, we're going to be doing some uh, interviews, talking about the game this weekend, just catching up with everybody. Uh, feel free to swing by the tailgate. Say, hey, we're located behind Southern Hall underneath the big oak tree. We're, we're probably the closest triplet of tents closest to the back door of Southern Hall. So. Yeah, Dwight McDonough, come find me. I, m- I messed your interview up last time. Come find me. Let's yeah, do it again. Dwight, we got you this time, dude. <laughs> 
Well, hey, thank you guys so much for listening. Like I said, this show will be up on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play later tonight. So if and if you enjoy the show, go back, check out the archives. Give us a rating, review. If you like the show, tell your friends. If you don't like the show, tell your friends. Spread the black and gold gospel. We'll see you next week. And as always, Southern Miss to the top. Tractors Unlimited has rolled out the fall 